is in the know for Tuesday, May 31, the 151st day of 2022. There are 214 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify podcast on Facebook on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. A look back on the long holiday weekend. And we will also have the return of the water cooler question. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. When we first met, you were a person who said uh, you should not watch television to try and fall asleep. You remember that? <laughs> yes. And then you said, probably because that's just what not you, you were accustomed to, but also, had you ever heard that it was bad for you? Probably. Okay, so uh, we've been hearing for a while, these people tell you, say, oh, you shouldn't watch TV, and it, it, it results in a poor night's sleep. New research finds, maybe not so. University of Delaware scientists say watching a show is relaxing and helps promote deeper sleep. Interesting. So you've done it kind of both ways. Uh-huh. It just kind of varies day to day, I guess, yes. on how tired you are and all those things. So maybe, maybe, maybe next thing you know, they'll be telling us we can sit all the way up close to the TV. We can put our <laughs> nose on the screen and it'll be just fine. I don't know if I buy that or not. He is a five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Honk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Lexington. He's Sam Gormley. And the smarts. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, it feels like Monday, but it's not Monday. Tuesday. Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Yeah, you it can, makes it. You can confirm. You know, now that uh, UConn's not here either, my my, it's really throwing me off. <laughs> that's usually like my. It's you got the. It's like and tomorrow I know Whitney or Natalie. It's like the. I've got my benchmarks throughout the week, so I'm really thrown off. Right Maybe now. we'll get back on track tomorrow and we'll understand that. Uh, then uh-huh. we have a hiatus later in the week, and so it's just going to be it's going to be a, a, a weird schedule. Did you have a good Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, I just got some cleaning done and uh, took yeah, it easy. That was your exciting Memorial Day weekend was to was to clean. Yeah, well, but I if, yeah, I was wanting to clean my office at home. And, if that makes you happy, then I'm happy well, for you. Well, the fact that it's done, <laughs> it makes it feel better. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a feeling of uh, a feeling of a sense of accomplishment because you had a list and you crossed it off your list and you say, "Look there. Look uh, mm-hmm. look what I did." I had uh I mean, I was out for a while on Saturday. Saturday was a uh, Saturday was a really nice day weather-wise. It was a good day to work outside mm-hmm. uh, if you if you wanted to. I sound like you chose to to uh, work inside. And then Sunday, not only did I I didn't just do the double, I did the triple. I started my day with the Monaco Grand Prix, the F one. Yes, the F one race, and then I watched the Indy five hundred, and then I watched the Coca Cola six hundred. Now I didn't watch every mile, every lap, but I started with. That's too, that's, you, that's, you, that's too much. You know someone who did, though. 
a member of our K105 Digital Productions crew watched every lap yeah, of all well, of those races. Well, but I still got to work church in there, and I still got to work, you know, like just other responsibilities. So I was uh, – the F1 race got delayed to start. They had about an hour delay. And then uh, then they had to shorten it. So F1's one of those, if they get outside their window, they just put it on the clock and say there's 30 more minutes left of racing, and then that's the final lap. So it's kind of interesting the way that they do that. The Indianapolis 500 was an exciting finish. And then overtime in the Coca-Cola 600, it was the longest Coca-Cola 600 ever. Because I think it went uh, like, 406 or 7 laps yeah, it was, by the time. I was reading some stat that, that it was... Because they got that green-white checkered. It was really go. the Coca-Cola like 621, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was long. And then it was at the end, it was like, I don't care who wins so long as it's not Kyle Busch. It was Denny Hamlin. But he right? had a chance. And, and it's not a lot better, but it's better than... Better than Kyle Bush, the Kyle Larson group. Are they? They're the ones that had the tale of tale of two races. And then yesterday, um, had uh, set aside some time at three o'clock, you know, just to um, to, to uh, unify with uh, those commemorating the ultimate sacrifice paid to our nation. And then I wrapped up my evening um, by watching. Saving Private Ryan. That's a that's kind of a Memorial Day weekend tradition. Not always on Memorial Day. Sometimes I'll do it on Sunday. Or, uh, but uh, I did take that in last. I was trying to imagine how many times maybe I've seen it. But it's um, that first half hour is a gut punch. You know, if you um, if you've if you've never seen it, and I, I am. It's also escaping me now. Or I'm I'm starting to understand how old that movie is. You know, Tom Hanks was still a pretty young man. Uh, in that in that movie but it um it that uh, saving private ryan is i know it looks like a world war ii movie and it is a world war ii movie but it's based upon the premise of the bixby letter that president lincoln wrote during the civil war and they use that as the foundation to build their movie across the across the top of that so it's very good and it's a really good history lesson on what happened, what uh, what happened to uh, pay for our freedoms that we enjoy today. So anyway, just something that uh, something that I do. Hey, some of the um, apparently Kyle Bush fans out here. I didn't say a bad word about Kyle Larson. <laughs> I said all good things about Kyle Larson. No, I think that might be Kyle Bush. I don't fan. know what you're talking about. No, I don't. I don't have any recollection of that. Uh, in Lexington today, Cougar tennis team is uh, competing in the state tennis championship. And we've already got one win in the books this morning. Owen Brown got started at 7 a.m. Central time. And yeah. made quick work of his uh, unseated opponent. What, straight sets? 6060? Yeah, 6060. Okay. And he's now back at noon Central, so 1 Eastern. He's going to be playing somebody from the 606, Corbin. Okay. Do uh, they have tennis courts in Corbin? Apparently they do. Okay. Uh, and he's he's a freshman who, who he's going up against. So hopefully Owen can can do that, move into the su- the Sweet 16 then. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. And then, because this is where Owen lost last year. So right. He, he won his first match, so it's see but, if he can't. But he was unseated last year, Correct. so he was playing, most likely playing and a seed. He's the first ever male Cougar tennis mm-hmm. uh, player to, to be seated. And uh, what time do uh, what time do Pal Richardson? What time they get uh, started in what about fifteen minutes? In about fifteen minutes, yes. And they're okay. playing Whitefield Academy. You have it right there in front of you. I think that's right. Which is in Louisville, if my right. memory is right. Okay. Well, good luck. Uh, good luck to them. We wanted to kind of get you the the latest. That Owen Brown's already won his first match today, and then we'll didn't even break a sweat. Noon. 
noon central. Noon central. It hadn't even gotten hot yet in Lexington. It was so early. And yeah, I'm sure he was. I saw a picture of them eating breakfast at 5 a.m. this That's morning. That's right. Another, another hot day ahead, though, wherever you are in the Commonwealth. And we'll see some thunderstorm chances kicking in for Wednesday afternoon from roughly uh, maybe 1 to 7 p.m. or so. We're going to see hot high of 92 today, mostly clear 71 tonight. Afternoon thunderstorms tomorrow, 60% chance, and a high of 91. The pick of the week looks to be Friday. Another nice uh, weekend. Pri- yeah, the, the weekend by and large looks good and not much chance of rain. But Friday, 78 and sunny. Like, not even any, it's, I think it's uh, just 100% sunny on Friday. So it sounds like it might be okay. A couple of national headlines before we get to things closer at home. President Biden said yesterday that the Second Amendment was never absolute. And uh, that there may be some bipartisan support to tighten restrictions on the kind of high-powered weapons used by the gunman in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, That's going to be another big fight. I would anticipate as well, most of the time when it looks like, whether it's the Obama administration, whether it's the Biden administration, when it looks like the gun control could possibly be on the table. All it does is send already high prices even higher through the roof where enthusiasts or people go trying to take whatever available ammunition, whatever available guns are there, if they think that there might be some limitations uh, on the table off in the distance. And so that's been one of the that's been one of the things that's really driven prices and consumption of that. So anyway, complex issue that uh, he at least says could be up for discussion. He will also meet with the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell as soaring inflation takes a bite of Americans po- out of Americans' pocketbooks. The meeting will be the first time since Biden renominated Powell to lead the central bank. It comes weeks after his confirmation for a second term by the Senate. Inflation hit a 40-year high earlier this year. And Powell has signaled that the Fed will likely raise its benchmark rate by half a point in both June and July, which is twice the size of the usual rate increase. So they're really trying to get ahead of it the best they can. Well, they're trying to catch up as quickly as they can. I shouldn't say get ahead. The economy did see a little bit of good news on Friday that uh, things had maybe started, maybe inflation had started to slow down just a little bit. But uh, it remains too early to be told. And then another big headline today that could impact us here at the pump going forward even more is the European Union has agreed to ban 90% of Russian oil by the end of 2023. One of the things here in the United States, we've not had to rely. Our dependency upon Russian oil has not been high. So we'll say, well, what's that going to have to do with us? Well, the fact that the European Union, to punish Russia, would say we're going to get our oil elsewhere means that the EU now is all of a sudden trying to draw out of the same bucket that we're drawing out of, whether that's Saudi, whether that's Venezuela, wherever wherever that might come from. So it's still going to make the world supply at a uh, limited supply, and it will, it will challenge, it will put a demand on the oil spigots that uh, could have an even greater influence on Oil between now and the end of the year. Some headlines closer to home. A Litchfield man has been killed in a single vehicle crash on Beaver Dam Road. It happened Sunday afternoon about 5. The first responders reported to the accident at the 3000 block of Beaver Dam Road. They found a westbound Jeep had left the roadway and entered a ditch line. It rolled over before struck a tree, before striking a tree. They have just in the last, uh, I don't know, 12 hours or so, 
identified and released the name identity of um, the gentleman who lost his life in that accident. The Grayson County Coroner's Office says 62-year-old Javier Rodarte uh, perished in the accident. He was a retired U.S. Marine, according to his family. He was a mail carrier at the Litchfield Post Office and was slated to retire this summer in a um, tragic accident happening over the holiday weekend. Sunday night about 1030, the LPD, uh, LPD Sergeant Keith Harrell worked a, uh, uh, responded to the scene at uh, the 107 exit ramp and um, at South Main Street there to assist a motorist who has was receiving a jump start from a good Samaritan. He was trying just basically there to try and uh, provide assistance. They got the truck going, which had a trailer connected behind it. Then when everything seemed okay, the driver didn't leave the area, which prompted uh, Sergeant Harrell to investigate a little more closely. He refused to lower the passenger side window, so went around to the driver's side. And he uh, reports that he detected a strong uh, odor of alcohol. So there was a struggle there at the scene trying to gain control of the steering wheel. Uh, I think he he was fear, afraid that if he let go of the steering wheel and the driver pulled away that uh, he could be run over by the trailer. Anyway, got the situation under control, and the person was 34-year-old Casey Campbell of Benton, was arrested, charged with uh, his fourth DUI. He was initially transported to the ER and then lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center. He didn't look very happy in his mugshot there. No. Uh, we'd be happy to drop him back off in Benton if he promises not <laughs> to come back here anymore. I, th- I think they're probably saying you can keep him. Uh, he was ex- he was exported. Pro- he's, a, I mean, he's a Benton export. Some, there's some nice people down there in western Kentucky. They probably don't really want him that much anymore. Oh, this looks like the walking dead. How about we send him north to Indiana? Hoosiers can have him. Keep on trucking. The Litchfield, he could have gotten to Indiana a lot faster had he not come through here. Could have just gone straight north. True. The Litchfield Police Department located and arrested a Litchfield man wanted on an indictment wanting him accusing him of first-degree rape of a juvenile. Sunday morning about 8.50, for, uh, law enforcement officers... Received information that 41-year-old Daniel Conrad was walking on Sunbeam Road within the city limits of Litchfield. They made contact with him, and uh, during a pat-down of Conrad, who is a convicted felon, they found a 9mm handgun. He was arrested, served with the indictment warrant, and also faces additional charges, etc., etc., etc. A Caneyville man has been jailed after being accused of illegally entering a Litchfield home and pointing a handgun at an occupant. This happened Sunday morning at uh, about 2 a.m. The uh, law enforcement from the uh, LPD said that they assisted a Litchfield woman with an emergency protective order at LPD headquarters when he discovered that a 27-year-old Dustin Parks had illegally entered a Pear Street home, pointed a handgun at a male, and threatened to kill him. He and Grayson County, uh, he being Sergeant Harrell, and Grayson County Sergeant uh, Jason Ludke traveled to a residence on East Maple Street in Caneyville and arrested a, um, what was the name on that? 27-year-old Dustin Parks was arrested. Then uh, seeing a headline where a motorcyclist was killed in Hardin County over the weekend. That happened at um, Shepherdsville Road at Battle Training Road. That happened late last week. Um, a lot of motorcycles in the area. I tell you, when I was out driving on Saturday, and there were a lot. When they had that big uh, bikes event in E-Town on 
Well, that's probably where they were all going because I was in E-Town. Yeah, that's uh, so you're probably right. Uh, Sarah Ramsey, who along with her husband, Ken, bred and raced multiple Breeders' Cup champions and won uh, leading 510 races at Churchill Downs, has died at age 83. She died yesterday or Sunday at her home in Nicholasville, according to uh, Darren Rogers, spokesperson with Churchill Downs. So uh, sad to hear that. Yeah, I was amazed. 510 wins is what they have accumulated at Churchill Downs. Uh, Court again won the Shoemaker Mile out in Arcadia, California, and has earned a spot in the Breeders' Cup lineup, which will be coming up in uh, the fall. So some horse racing news there. Oh, yeah, they uh, breezed uh, Rich Strike yesterday in between, I think, the fifth and sixth races at Churchill. That's what they were scheduled to do. It was going to be his last big workout before heading to the Belmont. Rich Strike ran five furlongs in 59 seconds. So for people who were at the track yesterday, they got a really nice treat to be able to see the Derby winner uh, work out in between some races before shipping off to uh, Belmont to into New York. <laughs> the Grayson County Middle School track and field team finished strong at the KT Triple C A. You like it's how I said a, that? Yeah, it's a, the KT Triple C A state meet Saturday afternoon. Lane Beasley claimed fourth place in the state in the high jump with a mark of five six. Zach Pierce finished seventh in the pole vault with an impressive height of nine feet. So had some others uh, competing too for the squad. Daniel Ratley, Landon Lowry, Shane Hall, Lane Beasley, uh, Tegan Pickett, and uh, so anyway. So that's cool. Track I mean, season still under work. The pole vault too. I, I don't know how they do that. What's the matter? You can't do the pole vault. <laughs> I there is a zero percent chance I could do that. Have you ever pogo sticked? Oh dear. No. Okay. I think uh, you, at least you I probably attempted. If you can't pogo stick, you probably don't even have I mean, a chance. The fact that he's in eighth grade or nine feet, shoot, that's that's really high. Well, sure. Okay, but I mean, no spring, no spring shoes allowed. I guess and probably no, not. Uh, okay. yeah, probably not. The Reds won. Gorman's two-run homer and three hits lifted the Cardinals. Oh, wait a minute. Why do I have the St. Louis score? I. You sent me. I sent you that, and I said it was the Reds. Yeah, and I, I was a little confused. But the Reds are Reds are going to. Oh, Fenway. the Reds are at the Red Sox, aren't Correct. they? Correct. And I, it was interesting. I was reading this morning. You know, the last time the Reds won at Fenway Park, nineteen seventy-five World Series Game Seven. Really? Mm-hmm. Now they've only played five times since then. There, so yeah. it's it's a little misleading, but it's it's kind of interesting that uh, the last time that they won was the nineteen seventy five World Series. Hey, go Reds! Go go Reds! <laughs> I hope the Reds score a hundred runs in Fenway tonight. Well, you see, they're just warming up though, because in a couple weeks they're coming to the Bronx and they're going to put another beat down. And, uh, that's not that's not going to happen. They're going to whoop up on them at Fenway though. So. Don't let them get hot. There you go. There are some of your, I think most of your headlines from the long holiday weekend. We got plenty more though. Hang around here on In the Note. Is National Smile Day. Smile. You know when Ralphie and his family go to the Chop Suey Palace at the end of uh, a Christmas story. It's smiling at me. <laughs> it's Macaroon Day today. And it is also, there's something about those macaroons when they dye them in all those primary colors, the greens and the pinks and the blues, and mm-hmm. the, they look so intriguing to me. I don't know why. They're expensive always. Like a normal colored macaroon is almost unappealing to me. Like uh-huh. if it looked like two vanilla wafers and some cream in the middle, I'd be like, uh-huh. meh, I don't know. But the fact that it might be pink or blue or something is, I don't know. 
Alea's wearing off on you, isn't she? I guess. In, <laughs> well, in the Mandalorian, they had some blue macaroons that um, Baby Yoda, Grogu, that Grogu ate, and they're kind of appealing to me, I suppose. And then today is Speak in Complete Sentences Day. A good excuse to bring up the pet peeve about people who write sentences without active verbs. Speak in complete sentences day. I'd prefer just proper grammar day. That would also work with me. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, we, um, Anna and, uh, I mean, Taylor and Cameron... <laughs> Well, I was thinking of all the daughters, like, uh-huh. uh, the, and so Taylor and Cameron. You had a 33% chance. I did. <laughs> For real. Well, but I'm also so accustomed to naming multiples of them at a uh-huh. time. Now I've got to weave Cameron in there. Um, they were traveling this weekend and they fell victim to uh, this violating the principles of this new story. That before you book your flight, you may want to think about changing the day you fly. Now, they flew on Monday, but because of the long holiday weekend, it basically functions as a Sunday. And a new study says avoid Sunday and late in the day flights when possible. That makes sense. That uh, new research has found that flying on a Sunday is the worst day of the week. The study analyzed more than four and a half million customer feedback points, which are found across airports in 30 countries. The data found that the worst day of the week was Sunday, as people were the least happy. The report found that just 81% (laughs) of customer feedback was positive. uh, Positive, the best day to fly, a Wednesday, where happiness was the highest at 84.6%. I'll just tell you the later in the day you fly, the more that can go wrong. You'll have the calm, whether mm-hmm. it's an appointment at your doctor's office, whether it's an appointment with your stylist, whether it's an appointment with the airline, the later in the day means the more that can go wrong mm-hmm. and you find yourself being um, your travel plans changing. I used to want to travel on Sundays, be like, don't come back until Sunday, but I learned my lesson a long time ago. Coming back from a trip on Sunday night and going to work on Monday morning is miserable. You need yes. a day. You, you gotta be able to. Get, you gotta be able to unload. Now uh-huh. there are times, you know, there are times we're squeezing in a trip somewhere, and we'll, you know, it'll be on a Monday night or a Tuesday night. And you just have to suck it up and do it. But when you have control, do not, do not, do not, do not, do it if you can. By the way, Cameron is also going to come up again later in the show. Oh, honey, do you know why? Uh, yeah, I, I, you, you do, don't you? I. Oh, I can maybe assume. Is it in the final segment? Yeah, it'll be oh, in okay. it, it will well, be. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So now I guess oh, I can yeah. I can draw conclusions as to, as to what it is. It's a big one too. Really? Yeah. It's a it's a it's a big one. Does he change from a two to a three? Maybe he does. Yeah, the Oakland Athletics have the world's saddest concession stand item. Can you imagine going to the Major League Baseball, a Major League Baseball ballpark, and paying four dollars for hot cocoa mix for Nestle oh, hot cocoa mix that I I don't know where you get the hot water. 
I think they give it to you. They okay. provide that. All right. They, so they sell yeah, a packet water of fountain. hot cocoa mix and a cup of hot water for $4, and you still have to mix it yourself. Does they, it come with the marshmallows? They give least? you the packet, and they give yeah, you the hot water, like and you have to put it together. Can't you know, they do it for you? I think even, like, you go to good old Grayson County High School. Like, that, you know, during those late October football games and then early baseball and softball games, hot chocolate is the number one seller. You look around, everybody's got it. I think they even pre-make it. But they, they're probably giving you one-sixteenth of a packet of Nestle. At the great, well, I've never. Read. That's what I'm thinking. They're mm-hmm. rationing it out, mm-hmm. going, "Well, we just put a little uh-huh. chocolate in there." I mean, here you know, but it's also a dollar compared to four dollars. That's true. Here, you know, you're at least getting the it's whole like a dollar a box at the store. Okay, well, I mean, there's like that, six packets. That, that in cup a in that water box. is expensive that they put it in. <laughs> yeah, that's major league water. Uh huh. Right there, Oakland just, water. It just strikes me as odd. You know, there. Oh, oh, listen. The weather in Oakland is not particularly. Hot and humid and warm. They're out no. there on the bay, and it, they can have cool nights. So I can see where hot chocolate is maybe requested out there, but it just seems a weird and odd mean, ballpark choice. Concession prices in general are that's true outrageous. Last week we told you about Mountain Dew's typhoon returning. Well, now Mountain Dew seems to be uh, trying another test balloon this summer. Mountain Dew will be testing a pickled-flavored take on the citrus soda. For those uh, lucky enough to get their hands on it, the pickled flavor dew is one of six flavors they will be testing at the Mountain Dew Outpost, which is um, in the rolling hills of Tennessee. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> they're, they're testing it in Tennessee? It's a Grandpa, jo- Grandpa Jones sang the song Mountain Dew, right? Yeah. And all Mountain Dew. Uh, see. Um, oh, dear. You're, you're asking the wrong man here. Oh. Uh, Something about I'll shut up if you'll gladly fill my cup with that good old Mountain Dew. Yes, yes, that's the song. Um, Maybe we'll try to find it later. But would you... So, in addition to the pickle flavor, they are having a sour sweet compliment to the Southern Barbecue. They are also testing apple cinnamon, s'mores, elderberry, huckleberry, and summer pop flavors. Barbecue flavored Mountain Uh, Dew? Yeah, sour sweet compliment. To, oh, I guess it's the, a so sour they're adding, sweet. They're adding okay, it to okay. complement to barbecue. Okay. I see what you're saying now. That that would uh, that would not. Yeah, that's no. disgusting. I'm out. And I drink straight pickle juice, but Mountain Dew pickle? Uh, 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 no. I I mean I like pickles and I like Mountain Dew. I don't know that I'd want them at the same time. We learned on Friday the average person is going to eat ice cream forty times during the summer. Here are some um, intriguing kooky confections found in New York City, and you should stop it. This is a perversion of ice cream. One, olive oil chocolate eggplant ice cream. Cardamom lemon jam made by churning cardamom-infused milk into ice cream. What's cardamom? Cardamom? Is, is that it, Cardi B's mom? It's a spice, yeah. isn't it? Cardamom? I don't know. Cardamom. C-A-R-D-A-M-O-M. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a it's a spice. A swirl of sugary lemon preserves yields chewy candy-like fragments. No, thank you. Pandan. This elegant elixir takes its deep green color from the herbaceous tropical pandan leaves. 
It is a spice. Yeah. Then there's something called all-inclusive, a rice pudding ice cream packed with aromatic plantain, plantain, plantain. bananas, yeah, segments, Spanish bananas, and mango gel, jelly, jelly, something, G-E-L-E-E. I don't know. That's the only one so far that I would try. Yeah. I think I was out at rice pudding. Mrs. Uh, cardamom is a cross between eucalyptus, mint, and pepper. There you go. Sounds scary. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson's neighborhood is summer squash ice cream is textured with zucchini, breadcrumbs, and spiced with pickled ginger. I mean, when, when I like all those things separately. When you think about it, though, like ice, zucchini like and ice cream, cream, you you eat zucchini bread, which is kind I of don't. well. People eat zucchini bread. <laughs> Sweet. People eat lots Obviously, of things. Yes. Yeah. Touche. Touche. Guacamole. Some spices are added to the avocado to evoke guacamole. Uh, I, I mean, I got hung up back at avocado toast. And then something called, all right, now you might have me back. I, I don't think so, but it would come closer. Something called breakfast trash ice cream. You take Cap'n Crunch, Frosted Flakes, and Corn Pops cereals infused into your What's, ice cream and then add Fruit Loops and fruity pebbles. What's not to like there? <laughs> I mean, I think all those cereals if, individually would be okay. I don't know that I want them in a am matchup. I, am I right in saying that that would be a great one for Alea? Uh, well, she just wants the fruity pebbles. Oh, just the fruity pebbles. Okay. Probably yeah. where she would, where she would be. It's wedding season. Here's what not to do if you're headed out to uh, a nuptials. A woman's objection prank at her sister's wedding completely backfired. So one of the early common bonding between Miss Buckles and I over there was our love for the movie Wedding Crashers. <laughs> and so we love seeing, you know, love will um love seeing Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson go and do the Wedding Crashers routine and Will Farrell makes an appearance and they get some meatloaf and all that good stuff. But the sister of the bride, sister of the bride also plays a role in, in Wedding Crashers. She is at the wedding and at the ceremony, the priest says, are there any objections? Mm -hmm. And so the sister decides she's going to be sharp. Mm -hmm. And she stands up and she says, I object. Now, at that moment, if you're playing a joke, mm -hmm. you have to have some sense of comedic timing. You got to go quick. If you don't if you don't know the proper comedic timing, if you don't have that, don't try and pull the joke because you can't stick the landing because her pause went too long to the point where her sister turned away like, "Oh no, I can't believe what she's about to say." And then she finishes and says, "Because this couple is way too cute for each other." Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, no. Yeah. So no one laughed. Uh -huh. They finished with the ceremony. The sister tried to smooth it over at the reception. Married, married the, sister wasn't having it. At the reception, you can do something like that. That's one thing. But not <laughs> in the ceremony. Don't, right. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever been to a ceremony, though? I mean, you see that in the movies and uh -huh. on TV. Have you ever seen an objection at a wedding? No, no, I, mean, I never have. But the fact that they still ask 
I was gonna say, it, it lays the framework. <laughs> if you're the bride and groom, it lays the framework for it certainly being a possibility. Yeah. It's I, like, <laughs> <laughs> here's your opportunity. One last opportunity for airing of grievances. If anybody <laughs> wants to object, here you Festivus are. Again? So, yeah, just, uh, just if you, again, some people can tell a joke and some people can't. That's a high, that's a high danger maneuver right there. Better off just to stay on the ground than try and fly that one. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. It was a big weekend at the box office for one particular movie. And we'll also have today's water cooler question. It'll be your chance to win. Got some theme park tickets up for grabs coming up here on In the Know. Did you know the stickers on fruit are edible? I have heard that. The glue is also FDA approved. So the little adhesive they put on the back of the stickers. Makes sense. So you can, neither will harm you, Mm -hmm. but uh, I usually just take the paring knife and just knock it right off there. Like, nah, I don't want that on there. No, I mean, I pull it off, then I wash it. So are we not washing? Yeah, I would say it doesn't add. I mean, you can wash without them coming off, but. um, Because sometimes you peel it and it doesn't peel all the way and a little bit's still left on there. That can happen, but it uh, it it won't add anything to the taste, mm-hmm. but it won't be the end of the world if you miss one as well. I think I wouldn't like to find one, though, in my salad. That, that if I just like made a mixed salad and I go get a bite and there's a sticker stuck to that wedge of the tomato, I don't think I, I, don't think I would like that, but it's not going to hurt me. I'd rather eat the me. sticker. It seems sloppy. <laughs> Okay, you can have all my stickers then, Sam. I'll, you can, I'll, I'll, I'll save eat the, the stickers, stickers off the tomato before I'll, I'll eat save the, the tomato. stickers for you. Here's today's water cooler question up for grabs today. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give you your choice of theme park tickets. You can choose between uh, Holiday World, Beach Bend, or Kentucky Kingdom, and you can have you can have two to Holiday World. You can have two to Kentucky Kingdom, or you can have. Four to Beach Bend, whatever oh, wow. whatever you choose, but you have to correctly win the water cooler question by texting your answer to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000 is where you text your answer, and the question is this. Anyone can use them, but two-thirds of those who do are female. Anyone can use them, but two-thirds of those who do are female. What are they? 270-259-6000 is where you text your answer. And then you can choose between the theme park that you would like to go to. 270-259-6000. Text your answer. You seem to be hung up over there. I got, I got, I got, clear. I got one. You have one? One guess. Does it help the fact that I said them? Anyone can use them, but 66% of those who do are female, what are they? Looks like I'm wrong. (laughs) Let's see if people started burning it up. Nope. All right. While you all percolate on that a little bit, Tom Cruise had his largest movie premiere opening of his career. This weekend, and as Top Gun Maverick roared to number one at the box office, as expected, the 59-year-old just got his first 
$100 million opening for the weekend with Top Gun Maverick. In the first three days of North American theaters, the sequel sold about $124 million in ticket sales. Worldwide, the film has earned $248 million. And it's for the Memorial Day itself, they expected that uh, Top Gun Maverick will likely top $150 million through the end of yesterday. So add in the extra day for Memorial Day and about $150 million for the weekend. I see a lot of people say it's I'm really good. hearing nothing but good things about it. And Now, is this going to make you go to the movie theater and see it now? I'd certainly like to. <laughs> she just cut her eyes left and then right. <laughs> what? Uh, is, would this be a movie that you would that you would go see with me at the I'll movie theater? I'll have to consult my schedule. Have <laughs> to consult your schedule. Okay, you can do that. We'll we'll consult it and see how it goes. Yeah. I, I've, heard, I've heard no one say anything bad. And the, the worst thing that I've seen someone say about it is that the original was better. That's the worst thing I've seen someone say. Hmm. I heard someone say that the sequel is better. I've seen that too. I've seen. I've just seen both sides of that. But in fact, this morning, uh, somebody had, I saw that on Twitter. Listen, there are those movies. Top Gun is one. Dirty Dancing is one, and Pretty Woman is one. They don't. They don't hold up as well. There's still a whole lot of cheese from the mid '80s for some of these movies. So. They are nostalgic, and we love them because they're coming-of-age stories. But from a motion picture standpoint, maybe they weren't the best, or that's when the dialogue was at a still lesser pace. And but this seems to be this seems to be doing seems to be checking all the boxes for people who want to go. Now, Val Kilmer is in the movie, but if you've been following Val Kilmer's health, you know that he struggles that he he cannot speak in an acting role to like he would like. So Val Kilmer's voice was created by artificial intelligence technology. So he's in the movie and he looks good too, because he's got it. I've seen his picture, his naval pictures looks like a general got his hair slicked back and he's kind of looking very regal there. So, uh, so anyway, I think I'm ready to go, ready to go see it. You all were stirring over there. But, uh, oh goodness. Yeah. We've got, uh, we've got quite a few and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I see one of the guesses on there makes it makes some sense. <laughs> uh, nice try with birth control. Yeah, I saw that one. Uh, gardening gloves. Didn't think uh, birth control is the right answer. Hair pieces. That makes me laugh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> there's some other good ones in there. Uh-huh. But the correct answer is contact lenses. Yeah. If your number ends in 3974, you were the first correct entry to guess contact lenses, 3974. So there you go. Uh, have you heard anyone say anything about the Top Gun soundtrack, the Top Gun Maverick soundtrack? I've <coughs> not. Not anything that really stood out that I saw. So they took... Lady Gaga's song, Hold My Hand, is the substitute for Berlin, Take My Breath Away. Not surprising. Yeah, I've heard the song. The song's not bad. Danger Zone does make a reprise in the movie because Tom Cruise told Kenny Loggins there's no Top Gun without Danger Zone. So that does make it in there. But here are 
Here are the best soundtracks from the 1980s, best movie soundtracks from the 1980s, according to Variety Magazine. We'll start at 10 and we'll go to 1. Okay. At 10, Fame, long before Glee, the musical about New York's famed high school of performing arts, helped. That was on TV and then it bridged its way to movies. Okay. At number 9, the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Of course, you know it had. I no. think it would be higher than nine. Me too. But uh, I've had the time of my life. You got Eric Carmen's Hungry Eyes. You got Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. Plus all those, you know, Bruce Chanel, Hey Baby. You got uh, or Channel, however you say his name. You got a bunch of good Solomon Burke's Cry to Me is on there. Like the whole thing is good. Uh, number eight, less than zero. Oh yeah, less than zero is a less than zero has Public Enemy on. It's got the Bangles. Slayer, Roy Orbison, David and David have a song called Welcome to the Boomtown on there that I mm-hmm. love. Uh, at number seven, it should be higher, Footloose, the Footloose soundtrack, Kenny Loggins again. Uh, let's Hear it for the Boy, Footloose. Holding Out for a Hero, Footloose, Footloose uh-huh. the Kenny Loggins. Uh, uh-huh. that's, that one's good. Repo Man is at number six. That's more about the punk scene in uh, L.A. I've never heard of that. Flashdance at five. Then at four, they put together most all of the John Hughes soundtracks. So if you put together Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, Weird mm-hmm. Science, Sixteen Candles, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm. well, you could make yeah. your own list on which of those soundtracks are the best. Yeah, I still like uh, Yellow. Oh yeah, on from the Ferris Bueller soundtrack, I just always let ooh bow bow, ooh bow bow. At number three, Do the Right Thing from 1989. Public Enemies Fight the Power, Guys My Fantasy, EU's Party Hardy. At number two, Purple Rain. Oh, that's right. I think I would move Dirty Dancing, Footloose, Purple Rain all into the top five. And then I would add in at number one. I don't know if it's number one. I might have to put Purple Rain ahead of it. Star Wars? No, they've got Top Gun listed from 1986. Oh, they got Danger Zone, Take My Breath Away, You've Lost That Loving Feeling. You got some others, but I don't. That would be a toss up. I don't know that it's number one, but it's uh, certainly high. So there's some of the best movie soundtracks from the 1980s. All right, got to get to a break. We'll come back, wrap it up for the morning here on In the Note. MB's point of honor for today. What question do you absolutely hate being asked? Hmm. <laughs> By the way, while you all consider that, congratulations to Tiffany. She was our uh, water cooler question winner today. She and uh, she and hers are headed off to Beach Bend. So congratulations, Tiffany. What question do you absolutely hate being asked? Oof. I don't know. I don't know if it's the. I don't know if it, if I hate being asked. It has sort of faded a little bit because my pathways are just different. But you've heard me say on the show many times. Got any t-shirts? Mm-hmm. You got you got any t-shirts? Mm-hmm. Eh. Mm. No. What and are you then, giving away? Yeah. Oh yeah. What are you What are you giving away? Mm. Yeah, so 
Which is in that same realm. Yeah, it's in the same, you know, it's, but but it do I have also talked about it's this time of year where you find out you got friends you forgot you had. But that probably if you own a boat, it's kind of mm-hmm. similar. Like, I haven't seen you since Labor Day. Uh, yeah, I, we've been busy. But uh, y'all going to the lake this weekend? <laughs> can I? Can I can There's I somebody that was put, on the show I, last week that might be uh, regretting announcing that he got one, right? Can I let you Maybe. push me up and down the lake? Um, so I don't know. No? I, no? Nothing come to mind? I mean, yeah, something comes to mind. but it, it's <laughs> It's not to go to the movies, is it? No. Okay, good. <laughs> like, but if I'm in a mood or whatever, it's like, are you okay? Uh, that that uh, that it. gets mm-hmm. on my nerves. I'm like, uh, do I look okay? Well, I think sometimes people ask that they just want to know if this is like Three Mile Island nuclear meltdown that's about to happen. Because if it is, <laughs> then I need to evacuate yeah. the premises. Yeah, uh, that's. I think that's sometimes. Uh, sometimes it. On television tonight. It's good to know that you all have a very limited list of questions that you hate being asked. That's good news. Mm-hmm. America's Got Talent, the season 17 premiere on NBC. On NBC, the premiere of Dancing With Myself. Seems like they've all got dancing shows right now. All the networks. Are, Let's mm-hmm. put dancing shows on. And the premiere of something called Tom Swift on the CW and then the NHL playoffs tonight. Edmonton at Colorado. So the Oilers at Avalanche. Is that right? Yeah, I think you're right there. In game number one. Numero uno. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1889, some 2,200 people in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, perished when the South Fork Dam collapsed. In 1790, President George Washington signed into law the first U.S. Copyright Act. What else? Light day in history, I guess. Pretty light. Mm -hmm. Naomi Osaka withdrew from the French Open a year ago today, kind of starting Mm -hmm. a bigger conversation about anxiety and um, mental health issues among the elite athlete class. Birthdays today. Clint Eastwood is 92. Joe Namath is 79. Leah Thompson is 61. Are she and Michael J. Fox married? I can't remember. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I think they were. Of course, they played opposite one another, and she played, she played his mom in... Uh, Back to the Future. Corey Hart is 60 today. Brooke Shields is 57. Phil Cohen is 55 from The Amazing Race. And then what's that other show that he does about the work whistle? Toughest Job. Toughest Nails. Toughest Nails. That's it. Yeah. And Waka Flocka Flame is 36 today. <laughs> Grove Street Party. Yeah, I got a whole lot of... Uh, if you've been to Kroger Field in the last few years, you've heard it. Uh-huh. And Cameron Beal is 30 today. It's crazy. Got a son-in-law who's the 3-0. Interesting. And got a daughter yeah. that'll be right behind him in March. So, yeah, this is kind of hard to believe. Let's go to Gombin I've Forgotten. Walt Whitman in 1819. Norman Vincent Peale in 1898. Don Amici in 1908. Johnny Paycheck in 1938. John Bonzo Bonham, the original drummer of Led Zeppelin. In 1948, chart toppers. Let's go. 1959, Lloyd Price, number one, with personality. Great mustache. 
You going to grow one like that? I mean, that's that's a heck of a mustache, you have to admit. That inspires Steve Harvey. <laughs> uh-huh. 1968, Simon and Garfunkel, number one, with Mrs. Robinson. I love this song. And I love uh, Tom Leach, too. You know, cheers to you, Mr. Robinson. Oh, sure. After Wandale. a Wandale touchdown last year. Uh, are you a Simon or a Garfunkel? I you have to choose. You got to choose. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm. I like them both because I, I like that song a lot. Okay. 1977. Waylon Jennings, number one. Maybe it's time we got back. Looking back. To looking back. Texas. Of love. Let's go to looking back, Texas. Waylon and Willie and the boys. <laughs> Is that your second favorite Waylon Jennings song? First favorite's got to be Dukes of Hazard theme. I, I mean, if you're using favorite very, very uh, liberally, then maybe. 1986, Whitney Houston number one. Give me, give me more Whitney before more Waylon. <laughs> oh, here's Sam's jam. Sam's Jam right here from 1995. Montel Jordan, number one. And this is how we do it. This is how we do it. 2004, Hoover Stank, The Reason. And nine years ago today, Pink and Nate Ruiz. And Just Give Me a Reason. Oh, Mirrors, Justin Timberlake was also number one in the state in 2013. All right, here you go. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The days that break you are the days that make you. The days that break you are the days that make you. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.